This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, we thank you for joining us uh, on our latest podcast. It still remains fairly quiet on the Major League Baseball front. There's still a ton of free agents that haven't been signed. I'm sure a lot of moves coming going forward for the Rays before we get to spring training and even opening day. But uh, this week, too, things happen. And one of them was with the Rays. We're dealing with a lot of their arbitration cases. Their uh, deadline is coming on. And joining us to talk about it is a guy who works a lot on this, and that's Vice President James Click. James, thanks very much for joining us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Tell me what the process is like um, to give our fans just an idea as to what goes on and how maybe it's changed over the years, because you've been working on this a lot lately, you and, and I guess Haim had handled it probably a little more in earlier years. Yeah, there are several of us that handle it. Um, we have a larger staff dedicated to it because we tend to have more of these kind of cases and players than the average team and we like to make sure that we give a lot of real thought to it and we don't want one person spread too thin Uh, we like each person to have a very good idea of what the is fairest for the players the way that it works is that um, the players once they get to a certain number of years in major league baseball have the opportunity to negotiate their salary with the team Uh, It's before they're free agents, um, and if they cannot negotiate um, by a certain deadline and we can't come to an agreement, then uh, each side submits a single number that they think is a fair salary, and those two numbers are put in front of an arbitration panel, and the three arbiters decide which of the two numbers is most appropriate, and that's the player's salary. And in this case, in this year, you guys had, what, nine potential cases um, once you got through or once you got past the first of the year, and seven of them ended up getting resolved. Was it harder this year? Was this an easier year, more difficult year? How would you you characterize it? I think it was a pretty standard year. Um, I think all sides were pretty rational. Um, I think that everybody did a good job just staying in the real world with these kind of things. Uh, Obviously, we're trying to do our best to find a fair number, and the Players Association is trying to do their best to find what they think is a fair number. So uh, sometimes that leads to honest disagreements, um, sometimes not. And, you know, seven out of nine is, you know, we'd like to get them all done, but this is why the process is in place. Over time, you know, you see, like, for instance, MLB trade rumors. I'm sure you guys look at it. They put up their projected numbers at the end of the season, and there are other groups who do the same. Because of that, does that make the the real world that much easier? It, it kind of lends an, an idea as to, for the agents and the teams, what there's in the range of where their salary is going to be. Yeah, and it's my understanding that the MLB Trade Rumors site does it based on some kind of an algorithm. Uh, And as much as we all like algorithms, uh, I think that this is a complex enough situation that the human touch is is more appropriate. Um, One of the things we do worry about with having a lot of numbers out there is that the algorithm can't possibly understand a lot of the nuance that goes into this, and it may create some kind of false expectations either for the player or the club. Uh, You certainly don't want a number out there in October that a guy is going to make a certain amount of money 
uh, and then he finds out three months later that, you know, after everybody took a look at it and really dug into it more than just the, the quick and dirty, uh, that it's a very different number. So the, the false expectations um, are the main concern for us. But I think by and large, they do a very good job of coming up with pretty accurate numbers. And, and at least if you add up probably the numbers overall of all the potential arbitration cases, I guess the general amount that you guys would have to or any team would have to extend based on arbitration dollars is probably fairly accurate in total. Yeah, I, I think writ large, it probably does a pretty good job. Um, but but at the end of the day, um, the main thing is that we don't want to use that as any kind of a benchmark. Uh, we come up with what we feel like is a fair number based on the, the process that is put in place in the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, the agents do the same thing. And and then we get together and talk it out and try to come to a number that, um, you know, usually when we settle these things from our perspective, it's a number that we're uncomfortable with. And I think the agents are, too. And usually that's when the best deals happen is when both sides have stretched, reached across the aisle and, and are not 100 percent comfortable with what's going on. But that usually indicates fairness. And, and then the two cases this year, um, they're both unique circumstances. Jay Coderizzi, it's the second straight year you're going into arbitration with him. But his circumstances were fairly unique. If if fans didn't read about it, he he had to change agents basically during the course of this week, right? Yeah, that's correct. We got a call from Major League Baseball earlier in the week um, about his his previous agent. um, And as a result of some circumstances, uh, he had to switch to a new agency. um, Ended up being yesterday on Thursday. Um, I give a lot of credit to his new agency. They were very well prepared. Uh, We respect them and their process. I think that at the end of the day that we're in a hearing because there's just an honest disagreement. Um, It wasn't anything to do with a shortened time frame. Um, I think even if we had another week or if if he had been with this agency the whole time, we probably still would be in this same situation. So um, I think it's a difficult situation for him, and and we certainly – you know, hope that that he likes the new agency. I think he will, based on what we know of them. But uh, the the events of earlier this week didn't have any bearing on the the case and the decision to to go to a hearing. And Danny Echeverry, it's the first year you're really dealing with him. Maybe not his agency, but he's in his last year of arbitration eligibility before he hits free agency. Sometimes those are the hardest because they want to try and maximize their situation before they seek free agent opportunities. Yeah, um, and we do have experience with with his agency in the past. Um, But again, this was an an honest disagreement, and that's why the process is in place. Um, I think we put our best foot forward trying to get him something that we thought was very fair, um, but ultimately couldn't get to a place where we felt like we could justify it uh, that would satisfy him. Uh, Again, that's why the process is in place. And Jake's been through this before, so I think it's probably easier for him to kind of understand. How do you make sure that the player, because you guys will go to, as you mentioned, to a hearing to make sure the player understands it's not personal when, look, you've got to argue your side and they have to argue their side? Yeah, I think it comes across in the hearings and the way that we present. Um, I think it comes across in the discussions that we have with the agents leading up to today. Um, This is never personal for us. This is never about trying to break someone down to their last dollar. Um, We are just trying to find a fair number that we can justify based on everybody else that's out there, and they're trying to do the same thing. Um, so I think that when we get in there, it is, it's a very simple process. It's, you know, who are you most similar to? And it's uh, the criteria that's laid out in the basic agreement. And I think what people, maybe some fans don't understand is 
arbitration has nothing to do with whether you keep a player or not. When a player is arbitration eligible, that means you do have control of that player for that year. This is just determining their salary, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's an intermediate step in between the first few years that they're in the league when the team has full control of the salary. uh, And then obviously when they get to free agency and the player has full control of the salary. So again, it's just a process that's in place as an intermediate step so that if the two sides cannot agree on an appropriate number, they go before an arbitration panel. It doesn't have anything to do with the player's contract status for the year with regards to anything other than the salary. And I I think what also um, can be spelled out is In some cases, you may agree on a one-year deal now and then come to a long-term commitment later on. Um, uh, Kevin Kiermaier would be an example of that. Or, you know, you could go a totally different direction, but you guys still, it doesn't change the flexibility for the long or the short term. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another step in the process of trying to get the team together for spring training and knowing, you know, who's going to be making what helps us adjust for those kind of things and the roster fit going forward. Uh, Kiermaier is a terrific example of a situation in which we came to an agreement through the arbitration process last year. And shortly thereafter, we were able to uh, line up on a longer term proposal. Um, We're always open to any and all ideas as a best way to find what's most uh, beneficial to us and the players. When you are dealing with, let's say, those type situations normally, and look, it's, it's, I think in some cases it's been harder to get those longer term deals, but maybe with the glut of free agents, maybe it'll become easier uh, over time. Um, do those discussions usually happen when you're in the arbitration process or how normally does that take place? I don't know that there's a real normal time that those things happen. Um, As the week moves along, uh, leading up to the arbitration deadline today at 1 o'clock, usually we find that it's best to focus on the immediate problem. If we try to have negotiations about a one-year deal, which has to be done by 1 o'clock today, and a multi-year deal, which can take place at any time uh, concurrently, I think it can muddy the waters a little bit. Uh, I think it's better for both sides if we just focus on the one-year deal. But as I said, we never cut ourselves off from potentially finding an, an overlap on something different. And is dealing with nine cases at once, how much of this is going on at all hours of the night? How are you guys dividing up conversations? I mean, this, it's not easy to try and make sure. And I'm sure a lot of it comes down right down to the wire. Yeah, I mean, for better or for worse, when you're negotiating in any situation, not just in baseball, having some kind of a deadline usually lets people reveal kind of their best and final. Uh, and a lot of people like to wait as long as they possibly can to to show what that is. Other agents uh, and other teams, I think, uh, have developed relationships, and we've developed relationships with some agencies where we can lay something out earlier, and they can be confident that we are trying to be as fair as possible. Um, with regards to how we handle it internally, we have a fair number of staff that are involved in the process because, as I mentioned, with a large caseload as we had, nine players out of a 25-man roster, uh, we want to make sure that we give due attention to all of these things. We don't want it to be a situation where there's one person trying to handle nine cases because you're going to be stretched too thin. Um, I, I know for me personally, it was a pretty late night last night. It was a pretty early morning this morning. Um, looking forward to getting a little bit of rest and focusing on the team and putting the team together for spring training. Uh, we're happy to be through it, but uh, we certainly couldn't have gotten through it without the the team that we put together with Haim, Graham Tyler, Hamilton Marks, Simon Rosenbaum. You know, we had a lot of people involved in this thing. It's a true team effort. And the cases are heard, what, early February, late January? 
Yeah, usually in that range, uh, we'll find out exactly the details of those uh, later, today, later today or tomorrow. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. You can get a little bit of rest now, but I know a lot of work to be done uh, through the remaining portion here of the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate James Click joining us and walking us through the arbitration process, and hopefully the hearings go well for both Jake Odorizzi and Adana Echevarria. You know, we mentioned that for the Rays, there were probably two big items on the news this week, and there were not any trades or free agent signings to speak of on the Major League side, but the Rays did announce their minor league coaching staff assignments, and uh, there were some notable promotions, I would say the largest of which was Michael Johns, who was the Charlotte Stone Crabs manager, moving over to becoming one of the field coordinators with both Bill Evers and Jimmy Hoff. And congratulations to Michael on that. I know we'll be talking to him plenty during the next several months as we look through the Rays minor league system. The other uh, addition from the outside that was, I would think would be most notable would be Rick Knapp. Knapp had been uh, most recently the Tigers pitching coach, but he's been a coordinator in the twin system as well as others. Very well thought of in the industry, and he's going to be the new pitching coach in AAA Durham. And, you know, in the past, the Rays have had some very experienced pitching coaches there and very accomplished pitching coaches. Of course, Kyle Snyder moving to the big league level. But, I mean, before you him, you had a former major leaguer, Xavier Hernandez, um, who was the AAA pitching coach, Neil Allen prior to that, who uh, more recently had been the Twins pitching coach. So there's been a lot of experience at that level many years, and that's important because of the up-and-down nature of AAA baseball, the fact that you guys have prospects who are going up, prospects who are coming back, and Rick Knapp, at least on the surface and from all accounts, seems to be a, a good guy to fit. Um, moving up to AAA also was Dan DeMent, um, and there were a couple of guys who have joined the organization I guess you could say from the outside, but really not so. Uh, Jeremy Owens is going to coach in Bowling Green, and Jeremy actually used to be a player in the Rays system. In fact, he reached as high as the AAA level with Durham um, and was known as a guy who played extremely hard all the time, and this is the start of his coaching career, and I'm sure that J.O. is going to be a very good fit in the Rays organization. Um, you can look at our blog, raysradio.mlblogs.com, where we have a full list of all the minor league coaching assignments, and I'm sure that we'll hear from from plenty of those new coaches and coaches that we have had and are staying in the race system uh, in the coming weeks and months. Now, as further news develops, we'll certainly uh, pass it along either through our blog, my Twitter account, at Neil Solons, or in our next podcast. Thanks, James Click, for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. 